one, one, two. Check me out right here, yo. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back into another episode of the 610 Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Hollihan. Back here on this Wednesday evening discussing Sixers basketball. It's been quite a while since I was on here talking about the 76ers. It's been since Joel Embiid had that 50-point game against the Washington Wizards. And, you know, since then, he has really... Um, upped his game even more. That was back on December 7th, so you know, just about two weeks since I was back on here. And at that time, the Sixers just won their first of what would be a six-game win streak, and then they fell to the Chicago Bulls uh, two nights ago, 108-104 at home, an unfortunate loss that ended that six-game win streak, but the Sixers were able to come in tonight and get it done against the number one team in the West, the Minnesota Timberwolves. I mean, just an unbelievable night out of one Joel Hans Embiid. You know, this guy has just been unbelievable i mean as you know a sixer throughout his career but in terms of just his production this year he's improved his game so much to where you know he can attack you at any position he's a threat at times from beyond his mid-range game is as good as anyone's he's you know awesome at the line Obviously, being a big, he can rebound a bit, but he's also installed, and his defense is awesome as well, but he's also installed another level of his game, which is getting assists, and he's been doing that this season. While he didn't stack up the uh, assist column tonight, um, I just wanted to mention that out there, but dropping 51, 51 points on the T-Wolves, on Rudy Gobert, who you know, is uh, is a solid defensive center in the league. For him to do that is awesome. And the fact that, you know, he's been able to be consistent throughout to start the season is big time. I mean, he's had some, some pretty solid games. You know, he's on a streak now of 12 straight games with 30 points and 10 boards, tying Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And when asked about a postgame, and Bede says, you know, that's nice. That's a nice stat, and I'm happy about it. But the most important thing is we are getting wins. So definitely some praise there for your big man is much due for Joel Embiid. The Sixers were also shorthanded tonight. No uh, Nico Batum. He had, uh, I believe it was a hamstring issue, so he... Uh, wasn't um, available to go tonight. DeAnthony Melton also got injured at a certain point. There were no updates from Nick Nurse post game, so you had to do it shorthanded, um, and really shorthanded as Joel Embiid. You know, mentioned he dropped fifty one. Tyrese Maxey dropped thirty five. So they both got eighty six. The Sixers scored one hundred and twenty seven points with 
not another soul in double digits. Tobias Harris got close with nine in 37 minutes. He he had a big uh, mid-range um, jumper there that came as the fourth quarter was winding down. I can't exactly remember at what minute marker that was, but you know, it was at a point where Minnesota, it seemed like they were going to come back or they were making a run at it, but uh, Tobias Harris was able to, this was with 8-18 left in the fourth. It was a 3.6er lead. Tobias Harris makes a mid-range jumper to, um, you know, to put the Sixers back up five. And, uh, you know, it got him, uh, got him nine on the night. I believe he didn't, uh, finish with another bucket. And so, Good job by him there in a big moment, but you know you want to see more production out of Toby. I mean, man, we've you know talked about it a lot about how he's much better as a third option. I'm not seeing it the past two games. I mean, he was he was a ghost against the Bulls, and then tonight he fell off. I, I'm not saying he needs to consistently be that you know third option guy, whether it can be Kelly Oubre, but if Ubre's off and T- Tobias is off, that's a lot to ask out of Embiid and Maxi every single game. They got to do more. Paul Reed, though, I think picked up some of the slack. He had nine points in twelve. He was a uh, a spark off the bench, um, and went three for five from the field. Perfect two for two from the line. Had eight boards, eight boards in twelve minutes. Excellent job by him. Pat Bev, you know, five points, 18 minutes. You know, he comes off. He gives you a spark. He's becoming a fan favorite in Philly. I think, you know, a lot of Sixers fans are really falling in love right now with Patrick Beverly. I mean, he's, he's, uh, and I keep saying it, you know, he's a, a, a scrappy veteran player. He's, in my opinion, a veteran and a defensive minded guy and a veteran guy that you need to have on your team you know that's what we saw last year in pj tucker and what he brought in the playoffs it'll be interesting to see you know moving forward what pat bev um can bring especially coming off the bench and tonight again i said DeAnthony melton got hurt pat bev stepped in while he didn't light up uh the stat sheet he was plus seven in the plus minus um and did a tremendous job in that regard, Kelly Oubre Jr., I mentioned he had a rough night, only finished with seven points in 29 minutes, three for six from the field, and one for three from beyond. You know, Oubre, last two games, I think he's uh, he's had some, um, some cold stretches, so hopefully he'll be able to right the ship moving forward. But I just, I still have to come back and praise Joel Embiid. You know, I cannot express to you enough how much how rare this guy is and um i mean it wouldn't make him that much better and that you know i think he would get even more attention if there wasn't another top center in the league and someone that has done what Embiid has been able to do throughout his career and, you know, he's got a ring for it and, um, you know, puts up triple doubles almost nightly. And that's Nicole Jokic. I think if it wasn't for him, 
you would be hearing a lot more about Embiid uh, being the top guy in the league. I mean, this Nicole Jokic-Embiid debate, it's really interesting, and I never really got into this on here, but I'm bringing it up now because, I, I mean, we find ourselves coming back to it when Embiid has a good night, and obviously, you know, the Sixers fans, like, to get on the Nuggets fans with Jokic and vice versa, with, and especially when it comes down to MVP time, with these two guys playing at the same time, it would be really interesting if someone could tell me if there was a bigger debate between two players, who was the best at their position at a given time throughout, you know, the history of the NBA, because I think, um, or at least within the last 10, 15 years, because, you know, the debate ranges from, I mean, I don't want to put them on this level, but I mean, the only other debate I can really think of that becomes such a, uh, a heavy one that fans get into is the uh, Jordan-LeBron debate. And what's so interesting about that is you got the Chicago fans going after Heat fans, Cavs fans, Lakers fans. You know, it's it's like four different, three different cities against one. And of course, all the other just, you know, NBA fans and older generation and younger generation but you also then have, because everyone wants to say they got to see the greatest player of all time, but now you have the Jokic versus Embiid debate, which I think is interesting because so far, and knock on wood, of course, Joel Embiid, it's Philly versus Denver, and that's it. I mean, there's no, and sure, I mean, you, you can get the take from other NBA fans, but there's no other fan base that gets into it, really. It's just those two. And for the last, you know, three seasons and maybe four, there's been an MVP trophy on the line. So, you know, it's I, I just wanted to say it's very, I think it's unique and it's interesting. Um, fun little rivalry on the side between the two, um, you know, players and, and teams and franchises that have never had any history of, uh, of, you know, who is the greatest this, who is the greatest that. So very interesting to see there. Um, but regardless, you know, moving forward off that, I, I think, you know, from tonight and just focusing on this game in general, you obviously praise, I mean, Embiid gets all the praise in the world for dropping 51 on the T-Wolves. Tyrese Maxey, Drops 35, um, I think I said 36, excuse me, I read the wrong number there. 35, they both combined for 86. Tyrese, 12 for 24 from the field, 5 of 12 from beyond, perfect 6 of 6 from the line, had 5 assists. I mean, he did, unfortunately, get a, a cl he got close to fouling out with 4 there. Um, Maxi. You know, I mean, talk about a guy that, and this is a big game. Like, this is not beating, no offense, but the Pistons are the Wizards. And I say no offense, but I mean, let's be real here. The Pistons and Wizards, beating those guys, you're expected to do that. Beating the Hawks, you're expected to beat the Hawks. But beating Minnesota by 14 is big. And, you know, the Sixers uh, covered the four and a half point spread, and they did so 
stopping Anthony Edwards, who had 27. Um, Carl Anthony Towns, who had 23. And then Jaina McDaniels, former Sixer, had 21. And, um, you know, Shake Milton, you know, out there tonight for the T-Wolves, those two. But McDaniels, I think, had a little something to prove, I guess, for his former team, even though he's only here for, you know, you know, maybe two or three months. But the Sixers... Being able to handle Anthony Edwards, uh, or at least contain him as much as possible, they did a good job there, and they managed to, um, you know, to uh, to stop Mike Conley and Rudy Gobert as well, who got into foul trouble um, as well. Cat did uh, as um, as well. He uh, he had four personals. He twenty three points, nine of fourteen from the field. He had thirteen boards. You know, it was really it's always an interesting matchup when Embiid and Cat go at it. Timberwolves actually out-rebounded the Sixers by 339-36. Um, but I think where the Sixers really got it done was, um, I think, by obviously Embiid and Tyrese Maxey putting up a combined 86 and uh, scoring from that end. But I thought they were really efficient from the line. Whenever they stepped up, they made their shots. 29 to 32, and uh, the T Wolves were just uh, 20 of 24, 83.3%. So the Sixers able to get to the line, do all those things. They were aggressive, and they did a good job. And I think Nick Nurse coached a good game. You know, he said post game that they started off the second half a little sloppy. So, um, you know, he got a timeout, talked to them, got them going, and uh, he said that I that some of that may have had to do with the Anthony Melton being uh injured and them having to get uh get a little um you know have Pat Bev out there and him maybe running with some guys that he hasn't had a ton of time to run with building some chemistry there but also I think they just came out a little sluggish so that's going to do it for me Sixers won 127 113 over the Minnesota Timberwolves tonight their next game will be on Friday 7 o'clock at home against Nick Nurse's former team, the Toronto Raptors, where the Sixers and Joel Embiid tried to extend some streaks. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. And as always, I'll talk to you next time. One, two, three, four, five, Sixers.